Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yes, sir. It's that time again. Believe Sports Business, Sports Media. Also heard on pod clips around the world. I am Fred. Email us if you agree, disagree, or just would like to say hi. Sportsfred at AOL.com. Sportsfred at AOL.com. We're taping this at about 4 o'clock Pacific time on Thursday in about an hour at the Kale Center in Tucson, Arizona. UCLA against Arizona. Last week they met. Bruins win easily. It's not going to be as easy this time around. We're not 100% sure if Jazang is going to play or not. We will find out. But the key issue for me, of course, since it is an ESPN game, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. in the East. Now, Bill Walton, of course, played for UCLA, a three-time All-American, great player. And his son, uh, Luke, of course, played for Arizona. So the odds are pretty good he's going to be doing color, which means Fred is going to have to turn the sound down. All right, are you going to turn the sound down? Are you going to listen to Walton? Well, you know, for me, I always turn the sound down because I really enjoy watching college basketball. And to be honest with you, the squeakiness of the tennis shoes as I've gotten older on television, <laughs> you know, they start it starts bothering my ears a little bit. So I can't blame it all on Bill Walton in this situation. Now, last but, week... Uh, I'm really looking forward to this game only because I mean, these two teams are starting to separate themselves in the Pac-12. And, uh, you know, looking at it, UCLA 18-1 to to win it all now. Arizona comes in at 25-1. to And, you know, if you look at the odds, Gonzaga is the prohibitive favorite to win the NCAA title if we have one. And uh, I was just amazed to see that Auburn and Baylor and Duke are all in there at 10-1. to um, The most surprising thing, though, in basketball, in my opinion, is that the Brooklyn Nets are still two and a half to one to win the NBA title with a record of 29 and 22. I don't get that. Do you get that, Fred? Well, again, Irving can play uh, on the road. He can't play at home. Uh, Durant's going to be back. I think that's the presumption, and uh, that's going to make the difference. They're saying everybody's going to be healthy, huh? Is that what they're actually saying in Vegas? Like the Lakers are always healthy. You know, we, we had a bet. Well, you we, know, we talked about that two weeks ago. It might not even been last week. About what were the odds, the over and under, whether El, you know LeBron and or Davis would get hurt. And LeBron has missed the last four games with a bad knee. Yeah, we had um, a four over and under and a five over and under. I forgot which I had you had. But yeah. the point is they they lasted two games. I'll tell you, it's rough times at Ridgemont. Hey, how would you like to be rolling over to, to Beijing right now to compete in the Winter Olympics? I wouldn't, and I would tell my kid if uh, he was uh, asking me, uh, uh, say no, because it's uh, yeah. too dangerous. Isolation, it's just uh And what happens if you actually do say something or, or, or you know, you've got your phone and, and you, you make a comment or something? I mean, you know, you never know if they'll ever find you again. Apparently, they cut off the English broadcast of CNN uh, to some of the uh, American uh, athletes. Uh, oh, so they in, were in big China. Zucker fans, huh? Or, or something like that, yeah. So Zucker's a sucker, apparently. And uh, apparently, uh, he uh, had a, a relationship with a, uh, a uh, person in uh, under him, and he never let anybody know. And other people have been fired for less. I, I, got think, canned. I think that was young Cuomo uh, getting back at everybody in CNN for the way they handled him. 
All right, so last week UCLA was a uh, the seventh uh, rated team, and Arizona was the third. Some of the uh, uh, ratings this week, UCLA's three and Arizona is seven. Who do you like? I think Arizona's going to be, you know, depending on whether Juzang is available or not, but I would have to say at McHale Center, you know, the crazies there, I think Arizona has something to prove tonight. Um, I think it's going to be a heck of a ball game. It's going to depend on whether UCLA can hit free throws at the end of the game, in my my opinion. You know, one thought I had, though, without the with the injuries the last couple of weeks, now, again, it was Stanford and Cal, and they're not great teams, but uh, they were forced to use other players, Kyman and, uh, as an example. So they're pretty deep at this point in time. Because and that is going to help them as they go on through the season. I think the more situations where you get those 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th guys in the game, you know, as you go along and the season gets longer and the guys start to, you know, get a little tired, you know, I think that injection, and, and I think that's one good thing that the uh, the Bruin coach has done this year is uh, he's actually gotten some players off the bench. They've gotten a lot of help from uh, one kid that's rebounding. Big article in the L.A. Times about him today. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. I think it's going to be fun. Um, it's going up against a real big uh, college football game, the East-West Shrine game from oh, Palo yeah. Alto. <laughs> no, no, that's a game I used to watch, and I stopped about 40 years ago, but uh, life will go on, I presume. Um, I actually got to play in it about 40 years ago. <laughs> A lot of fun, wasn't it? Um, oh, it was fantastic. Because you know what? You got to visit the children's hospitals, and you got to see these kids. And if that doesn't make an impact on you as a human being who was pretty fortunate enough to be an athlete and, and have some success, you know, it's it, it does it does give you an indelible look at what, what life could be. You know, and it makes you kind of understand that you're pretty lucky in a lot of ways. Uh, talking to Art Source, former kicker for the Trojans and for the Rams. Your Rams, of course, not this week, but next week against Cincinnati. Rams up to a four-and-a-half-point favor. They opened at four. But my question is, would you pay $500 for parking? No, and you know what? Even if you sat in the nosebleed sessions in SoFi Stadium, they're getting upwards of ten, eleven, twelve thousand. <laughs> really good seats from the forty to the fifty are going for forty grand. Plus, there's a premium on being able to buy them. I mean, is this just become the billionaire boys' club of the National Football League? Yeah. And when are they going to compel these owners to get real about being straight up? I mean, this Brian Flores thing is just getting off the hizzle. I mean, from what I'm reading. Elway and the crew from Denver rolls into you know Newport, Rhode Island to have a meeting with them. They're an hour late. They're hammered still from the night before. I mean, come on. What's going on with Stephen Ross, Fred? Folks, if uh, you missed uh, the situations that have occurred over the last couple of weeks, apparently uh, Stephen Ross, allegedly Stephen Ross, uh, said uh, we'd like to blow some games in uh, 2019 so we basically we can get a higher draft pick. And uh, apparently he was paying $100,000 uh, per loss uh, for that circumstance. Now, if the bottom line is uh, you have... Uh, can you imagine if a player did that, Fred, or a coach? I mean, seriously, there'd be such a backlash with the gambling going on in the NFL and the sponsorships. I mean, but yet the owners, because they have this, incredible lack of transparency, and I call them the Billionaire Boys Club. 
they seem to get away with this kind of stuff. And, and I mean, nobody's ever pressed anybody. And, you know, the commissioner, in, in essence, Roger Goodell, works for them. So he really has his hands tied. I mean, it's ridiculous. Folks, uh, you have any comments about a coach uh, who is told to lose, if you can prove it? And again, we talked about this last week on HBO. You've got uh, a situation where uh, I don't think Bruce Arians will be back uh, in Tampa. And of course, a couple of days ago, uh, Brady made it official. He's not playing this year, but who knows if he comes back in a year or so. But anyways, uh, uh, Bruce Arians and Antonio Brown, it's a mess. And if Antonio Brown has proof that uh, they offered him... Uh, uh, mental aid and uh, proof that they knew he was hurt. I think Aaron yeah, is out. Yeah, what is Toradol stuff? That's that's some pretty dangerous stuff, from what I re- recall. I mean, you know, if they know you've taken a Toradol shot, and and that Toradol wears off, you know, which it can do because I mean, you know how hyped up you get in a football game, the adrenaline's flowing, the blood's pumping. You know, by the middle of the second quarter, you might. You know, you, you you might be out of juice or whatever. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be a real fiasco, and I agree with you. I think Bruce Arians is pretty much done there. Um, what's really interesting to me, Fred, is uh, NBC has, has totally sold out all their advertising for the Super Bowl. Uh, they've changed the full schedule. They have two weeks between the games. Um, the teams are not going to come to L.A. and have their traditional – you know, this Monday media day, it's all going to be done, you know, on location through Zoom at their, their training camps. So it's it's really put, you know, a lot of a damp, damper on the festivities in Los Angeles. And uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how things move forward. How did they build a stadium and not add more parking places is my question. Was somebody... Uh, I mean, I, look, look, I loved Hollywood Park. I was a horse junkie. Then I find out... Uh, Plenty of young... parking in old Hollywood Park, though, remember? Yeah, of course. And that was what I was say. I loved horse racing. Then I found out how the owners treated some of the horses, so I got turned yeah. off. But still, Hollywood Park was something special for a lot of us growing up. There's a lot of parking places. But SoFi has very few, which helps the people around... The area in Inglewood, again, to charge 250 or 500 for parking, and uh, I, I, I'm sorry, it, it's almost beyond belief. And what it's saying is, the average person has no shot whatsoever. The first Super Bowl, the most expensive ticket was 12 bucks. Now, where I well, lived in my Cumber- dad took me to that Super Bowl, Lombardi against Hagstrom, the Packers against the the Chiefs. I think we might have spent all all told maybe 50 bucks to go to the first. World Championship game, it was called then. 35-10, I do believe. But anyways, um, yeah. we we lived in Culver City, and I had put up a high-gain antenna with my uncle years before, so <laughs> I could I could pick up the San Diego station. So we had about 25 people uh, when I was a little kid uh, for that Super Bowl. And again, the, so it didn't cost anything at our house, and it cost 12 bucks, the most expensive ticket at the Coliseum. I recall, Fred, that the Coliseum was not even full. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, and of course it was blacked out uh, in in Los Angeles, and luckily we could get the uh, San and Diego station. It was also televised by CBS and NBC. Yeah, both of them. And I've got eight, Channel Eight and Channel Ten from San Diego, KFMB, and uh, forgot what Channel Ten in San Diego was called then. But anyway, the point was the CBS and NBC affiliates. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, this is sports media. Tom Brady. 
Does he do TV? Does he not do TV? How much over twenty five? Well, I'm million? hearing they're they're loading up the you know the Brinks truck to to drop off some money at his right at his feet to do the TV deal, and and now you know the latest rumor I heard based on the Sports Journal is that he might be in the in the uh, running for for working with Al Michaels at Amazon right now. So we'll see what happens. I don't know if he wants to do that. I mean that's that does take a lot of work and still you know entails a lot of travel. And, you know, I would say maybe a couple of years from now, he would probably be something he'd think about. But, I mean, if he really did retire to spend more time with his family, I would I would think he wouldn't want to get right into broadcasting that quickly. You know, but, I, uh, when I was growing up, and I think when you were growing up, you probably liked the Brady Bunch. So his yeah. wife's an actress, so why don't we uh, uh, do a new version of the Brady Bunch? And uh, I'll tell you uh, one thing. I watched that ESPN Plus show about Tom Brady. Uh-huh. And it is well done, Fred. I mean, it is absolutely a fabulously produced um, television show, much like you know, much like the the HBO shows that they've done on the NFL. I mean, I, I just it gives them a great perspective. It, it shows you a side of Tom Brady that you never see before, and uh, you know, it, it, I was real impressed by how well they did with that. And uh, I'm not a big huge fan of ESPN overall, but. They did a great job with the Tom Brady deal. All right, and finally, since you're talking about that, I happened to catch the uh, uh, Terry Bradshaw uh, show on HBO, and I'm going to say the same thing you just said. Exceptionally well done. I found things about Terry I had no idea, and uh, I didn't know he could sing that well. I mean, actually, you know. Yeah, he actually had a show in Vegas Yeah. for quite a while there, and, and I think that's what kind of, you know, he was he was doing so much stuff. And I've had people that went to the show and they were really amazed at it's just what a, a great performer he was. And uh, I thought it was rather unique that uh, that he had these kind of talents. And who would have thunk it after all these years, you know? You know, what he did say at the end was he just, uh, in his life, he just wishes he had the same respect as a Johnny Unitas or a Joe Montana or a Tom Brady had as quarterbacks. Well, I don't know about that, Fred. He's he's on Fox. He's had a great career as a broadcaster. I mean, you know, the guy the guy has had a pretty great life. I I don't know if I'd be doing much complaining. I mean, they looked at his net worth the other day, and I think he's worth fifty million dollars. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's got a great family, got great girls who are always embarrassed. I guess they're always embarrassed by what Dad has to say. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, you know, how 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 lucky can a guy be? <laughs> All right. Final comment uh, from former Ram kicker and Trojan kicker Art Source on today's version. I of want to interview Jimbo Biz. Fisher and find out how much money the alumni at Texas A and M really have. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, who is sliced bread? I will answer it by saying this. The UCLA Bruins give Chip Kelly a four-year extension. So that's five years. And apparently the last two years, they are now $62.5 million in the red. And if you add the year before, I think they were $100-something million in the red. What were they thinking? What were they thinking? I don't know. Martin Jarman came from Syracuse. Um 
you know, that, that's a real perplexing situation. And then they're not even allowed, you know, what if they had of all the, of all the basketball games in Poly Pavilion this year, what if they had two games where they've had a, a full crowd in, in, in attendance? Yeah, you know, it's interesting, too. The cameras, they don't show upstairs because they're empty and they don't want to show that. So they just show the first level and, you know, two out of three seats are full or one out of two seats are full. But I think your point very well taken. Uh, nobody's showing up. Why should anybody show up? You're putting yourself on the slot, on the spot. Well, the big ar- the big article today in, uh, in a couple of the national newspapers was all about USC and the fact that they were the 65th ranked team in the uh, in the recent uh, you know college football signing day, and yeah. uh, yet they they picked up 13 guys in the portal. They won that one. You know, there's 1,200 kids running around in that that transfer portal, and SC got 13 of them, including Caleb Williams, the potential All-American quarterback from Oklahoma. So Lincoln Riley. You know, if he gets the alumni at USC to start spending money like Jimbo Fisher's got him at Texas A&M, um, wow, maybe maybe this is a a, a whole new USC revolution. So they added 13, and UCLA had 14 in the transfer portal out. <laughs> there you go. How does that work? <laughs> it doesn't work I mean, well for me. Where would you rather go to school, honestly, Fred? Westwood or South Central L.A.? <laughs> yeah, it's a tough sell, UCLA. It must be because 14 kids are leaving. Gee, you think it possibly that they don't like Chip Kelly? I don't know about that's that. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good reason. Art, uh, we will talk about the University of Oregon. He had them on the cusp of a national title just what seven, eight years ago. Yeah, and they bring in an assistant coach who's untried to the University of Oregon rather than go back with a guy like Chip Kelly. So I guess Mr. Knight didn't like him that much either. And I cannot blame Dan Guerrero for all of this, but just some of this. Um, all right, we'll talk to you tomorrow across America and around the world on Sports Overnight America. Have a great evening, Fred. Uh, Mario, thank you very much. Scott, thank you very much. Uh, uh, Dom, thank you very much. Uh, whole world, thank you very much. Uh, Art, thank you very much. Uh, and even though Mark didn't do it, uh, Mark, thank you very much. And uh, stay tuned uh, for more Believe Sports Business Sports Media heard around the world on PodClips. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.